Hello world, it's Siraj, and today we're gonna learn how to prepare a data set before feeding it into a machine learning model. Our example code will predict if someone is meditating or not by training on a data set of brain scans. Data is raw information. It's a representation of both human and machine observations of the world. Everything can be represented as data. All science, art, literature, all of it can be represented as ones and zeros on a computer. When we enter a virtual world, we are literally surrounded by data since it is the fundamental building block of everything we see. And when we observe something physical in real life, it becomes data in our brain. Unless our universe is a simulation, then everything you see is already data. If you don't work at a tech giant, how are you supposed to get that data? That brings us to step one in preparing data deciding the right kind of data to use. The data set you use entirely depends on the problem you're trying to solve. If I wanna build a chatbot that comes up with new, innovative product ideas, I'm not gonna use a data set of Tim Cook dialogue. Data is a means to an end, and the good news is there is a public data set for almost any topic you can think about. A couple of sites I like to use to find cool data sets are Kaggle, since I love the format of their website and how they explain each of their data sets in detail. Also the dataset subreddit is great for requesting datasets you want. And there is this awesome list of public datasets in the readme of this GitHub repo that I'll link to in the description. Google's advanced search feature is also super helpful. Usually combining a few keywords with the word data or database is enough to find what we need. And to make it easier, we can specify the type of file we want like CSV and the type of domain like edu or gov. Usually, a website has an API that makes it easier to get the data you need, but if it doesn't, you can use a library like Beautiful Soup to take a raw HTML web page and just scrape the data directly. DIY data. Died. Once we've decided the type of data we want, our second step is to process it. We're gonna write a function to extract data from a brain scan data set, then we can feed that data into a single layer neural network created in TensorFlow. The network will create a separator line between two classes so that given a new person's brain scan data, it can predict if they are meditating or not. Let's take a look at this data. This is a list of neurological metrics collected via an EEG device for a set of human volunteers. There are two possible possible classes, either meditating represented by a one or not meditating represented by a zero. And there are three features for this data, a measure of mental focus, a measure of calmness, and the volunteer's age. We'll want to format our data properly. Data could come in the form of a text file or a relational database, or like what we have, a CSV. And there's a library to convert pretty much any file type to another, so make sure you have your data formatted to a file type that you most feel comfortable with. Once it's in the right format, we'll want to clean the data. Sometimes we have instances in our data that are incomplete. We can iterate through each row and delete those instances by checking if the value is empty or not. We should also decide what features to use. Deciding what features are important is one of the key parts of data science. If we don't use the right features, our model will make bad predictions. We only want to use features that are relevant to our problem. Their gender has nothing to do with their meditative state, so we can totally disregard that feature. So let's first create two arrays. One array will hold our class labels. The other array will hold our features. We can iterate through every line in our CSV file using this for loop. We'll define a row, which is a single instance, as an array of values by splitting the line by the comma separator. Using this row, we can first get the associated class label by retrieving the first value in our row array, converting it to an int, then adding it to our labels array. 
Now we can do the same thing for our features array. We'll take each feature and convert it to a float since we want precision in our values. Our feature array is now an array of arrays. Now that we've pulled our data from our dataset file into memory, we've arrived at the last step, transforming the data. One possible transformation is decomposition. Sometimes we have features that are too complex, like the date. If we're trying to predict which day in October is most likely to get rainfall this year, we don't really need the month and the year. If we decompose that feature into just the day of the month, that'll make our model more accurate. Since we're satisfied with the features we have and their class labels, we'll perform the only transformation we need. We'll transform them into vectors. Vectors are numerical representations of features. All features can be represented as vectors. Words, images, videos, all of it. We can take these vectors and feed them into our neural net directly. We'll convert our array of arrays into a 2D matrix using NumPy's matrix function and set the type to float. This is a matrix of feature vectors. Each vector contains a list of features for an instance. We'll also want to transform our class label array into a numpy array because a numpy array can easily be converted into a one-hot matrix. Then we'll return our fully processed feature matrix and one-hot label matrix. So what is one-hot encoding? Yo, DJ Dropout, bump it. I was bored, so I made an array. I put words in like cat, dog, duck, and filet. If I encode them as numbers, it's A-OK. -okay. One, two, three, four, all on display. But if four is more than one, is filet more than cat? No. But I'm not gonna leave it at that, cause I'm not trying to rank differentiate. Yeah. Differentiate. So I'll make each a vector of ones and o's. Different, but not rank. That's just how it goes. Three, no, two, no, one hot encode. Yeah. Once we have our data processed, we'll want to feed it into our graph. In TensorFlow, the placeholder object is considered the gateway for data into our computation graph. So we'll want to initialize two placeholders, one for our class labels and one for our associated feature vectors. And when we finally run our training step using the run function, we can feed our data into the graph using the feed dictionary parameter. The label placeholder gets the labels and the feature placeholder gets the features. When we run our model, it'll show the classification line that it created to separate the meditating from the non-meditating people. And if we feed it a new instance, Boom, it'll classify it just like that. So to break it down, the steps to prepare a dataset are selecting the right data, processing it, and transforming it. You can easily find public datasets on the web via a number of sources that I'll link to in the description, or use a web scraping tool like Beautiful Soup to create them yourself. And once we have our data, we'll convert them into vectors, which are numerical representations that our machine learning model can understand. The winner of the Make a GameBot challenge is Carl Bickheisen. He created a bot that used deep Q learning. His bot fed the pixel data it received to a convolutional neural net that updated its policy over time through trial and error. Also, this was his first GitHub repo, badass of the week. And the runner up is Rohan Verma. While my demo bot couldn't finish a lap, his could in just two and a half minutes. The coding challenge for this video is to write a script that classifies a Pokemon by their element using a dataset that I'll provide. Post your GitHub link in the comments and I'll announce the winner in the next video. Please hit that subscribe button, and for now, I've got to decentralize the web, so thanks for watching.